Apple stumbles in shipping its High Sierra operating system, and Congress examines the cybersecurity of voting machines. These stories and a commentary coming up in the ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro. Apple Computer is widely viewed as one of the more privacy and security savvy tech companies. But even a tech giant as security discerning as Apple can produce wares that can make its users vulnerable to attacks. That's the case with the desktop operating system known as High Sierra that Apple a few months back shipped with a significant flaw in it. Cybersecurity thought leader Chris Pearson says he's surprised that Apple didn't catch the vulnerability before shipping the operating system. We'll hear more from Chris in a few moments. First, ISMG Security Technology Editor Jeremy Kirk provides the skinny on the High Sierra vulnerability. Apple shipped its latest desktop operating system, High Sierra, with a stunning vulnerability. It can allow anyone access to all files on the computer. It's a glaring mistake by Apple, which has long cultivated an image of rock-solid security. The finding was revealed on Twitter. Patrick Wardle, who is chief security researcher with Synac and a former NSA analyst, says that the root or superuser account is the most powerful one on a Mac. By accessing a root account, an attacker could then install a keylogger or other malware on the computer. Malware programs designed for Mac OS often try to trick users into divulging passwords to get that kind of access. It's also possible to change passwords for other users of the same machine. Patrick Wardle. With this privilege, you can pretty much do anything. I mean, there's some limitations, for example, system integrity protection. You can't load um, unsigned kernel extensions, but you can do things like install a keylogger. You can do a whole bunch of very surreptitious things. To exploit the bug, someone just needs to log in as another user with root as the username. Anything can be typed as a password or it can be left blank. The prompt is shown again and merely clicking unlocks the root account. In previous versions of macOS, the root account is disabled. To access it, a user would be asked for the system password before granting access to the root account. But for some reason, that protection has been disabled in High Sierra. What Wordle thinks is happening in the background is that High Sierra creates the highly privileged account when someone types root. The bug can also be exploited remotely. In one scenario, if the targeted computer allows for remote connections such as file sharing, the attacker can log in as root when the prompt is shown. This latest bug adds to other worrying authentication-related findings by independent security researchers in High Sierra. Wordle says that brings into question whether Apple's quality assurance processes have slipped. Apple has basically shown that they cannot release an operating system that's secure, at least for Macs, um, <laughs> or at least that, you know, it's, it's shipping with some pretty bad bugs. Apple's mistake is easy to fix, and the company has indicated it plans on patching soon. But until a patch is distributed, users should change the root account password, which will thwart attempts to take advantage of it. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. We'll be back in a moment with some observations from Chris Pearson. Enough is enough. Who is governing this? Who is accountable? How can we change the culture? This is the ISMG Security Report. ISMG's 2018 global events will take place in over 100 cities across four continents. Don't miss the opportunity to meet with over 5,000 senior information security professionals and leading technology vendors from around the world to discuss the most pressing cybersecurity issues we face today. Visit events.ismg.io today. Welcome back. 
Chris Pearson is Chief Security Officer at the payments firm ViewPost. He also serves on the U.S. Department of Homeland Security's Data Privacy and Integrity Advisory Committee. The High Sierra fiasco has Chris thinking that the cybersecurity community needs to approach mitigating vulnerabilities in IT products at a more deliberate pace. We all have got to slow down in order to reach a better place with cybersecurity. The continued and unabated release of software with major vulnerabilities, IoT devices you can remotely log into, cloud buckets that are unsecured, and now for the first time having top secret data within, cars that can be hacked, and now root access into one of the most secure operating systems. Enough is enough. Who is governing this? Who is accountable? How can we change the culture? Engineers must understand security basics in all stages of the coding. Our colleges and universities are failing us here mandate at least one secure coding course in order to graduate with a computer science degree. If engineers do not possess the skills currently, then it is up to every company to train them in how to securely code and make this investment in time and training. We cannot stop there. Q&A resources are obviously inadequate, under-resourced, or not properly equipped in training or tools to spot even the most basic security faux pas. Our development, operations, and security teams have got to join together to get this done, and our CTOs must have greater accountability for cybersecurity. What does this root access flaw mean for attackers? For anyone running Mac High Sierra operating system, it is imperative all sharing and remote access is turned off as this vulnerability can be remotely executed. It's also critical to ensure greater physical security in the meantime so the stolen laptop cannot be bypassed by using a root password. In addition, malware will be more easily able to escalate privileges on machines that have this vulnerability and gain a beachhead on the laptop itself. Apple is widely considered one of the more privacy and security aware companies, so it is surprising that such a large vulnerability exists and was never discovered. It is imperative for all of us in cybersecurity to slow down and be more precise in its mastery of secure products before they hit the market. This is a gaping hole in the security of every such affected Mac. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Chris Pearson. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. Just because Russia did not tamper with balloting of election results during the last election, it doesn't mean they or other adversaries won't try to do so in the next election or the election after that. That's Representative William Hurd. The Texas Republican chaired earlier this week a House Oversight Subcommittee hearing on the cybersecurity of voting machines. Since the hacking of Democratic Party computers by assailants backed by the Russian government during last year's presidential election, election security has become a major concern of Congress. Though no one claims that voting machines were breached last year and votes altered, it remains a potential threat in the future, not only by nation-state adversaries, but political activists who want to favor one party over the other. The type of systems that worries voting security experts the most are known as Direct Recording Electronic, or DRE, voting machines. DRE machines display ballots on a screen that voters activate through buttons or touchscreen. Computer software processes the votes, which are recorded in the machine's memory components. In July, at the DEF CON Security Conference, security experts organize a voting village where they successfully hacked into DRE voting machines. One of the organizers of the voting village was University of Pennsylvania Computer and Information Science Associate Professor Matt Blaze. Blaze testified at the House hearing on the vulnerabilities DRE voting machines present. 
particularly someone interested in disrupting an election or casting doubt on the legitimacy. The way these systems are, uh, particularly DRE-based systems, are designed, it's very difficult to disprove that tampering has uh, occurred. And ultimately, that's a critical aspect of being able to have confidence in the result. Blaze says the design of DRE machines makes their security dependent on the hardware's ability to process the software correctly and protect against malicious programs from being loaded. An unfortunate property of the design of DRE systems is that we've basically given them the hardest possible security task. Any flaw in a DRE a machine's software or hardware can become an avenue of attack that potentially can be exploited. And this is a very difficult thing to protect. Blaze and other experts say that DRE machines that produce a paper copy of a vote will limit the potential harm posed by direct recording electronic voting machines. Louisiana is one of 15 states that allow use of DRE machines without a paper trail. Its Secretary of State, Tom Shedler, pushed back at the idea that DRE voting machines without a paper trail can't be secured. He maintained that the machines hacked at DEFCON didn't follow the safety procedures established by Louisiana in which no one other than authorized state officials can touch the machines. Before and after each election day, each machine is tested with a tamper-proof seal placed on them to protect against any intrusion. In a roughly a 36-hour period after we go into the machine, put a metal clamp like you have on your electrical box at your home with a serial number, figure out they're going to get into 64 warehouses across my state, go into 10,200 machines undetected on the camera. No one saw you. Unscrew the back of the panel. Do what you're going to do. Put the panel back on and figure out how you're going to put that metal clamp back on. So the the point I'm making is that a lot of these things that we talk about are certainly possible, but I would suggest to you the amount of people you'd have to put in play to commit this fraud, it'd be easy to do a stump speech and basically convince them to vote your way the legal way. The purpose of the hearing was to help lawmakers determine whether Congress should enact legislation aimed at securing the electoral process, including assuring the cybersecurity of voting machines. What action Congress may take remains unclear. That's the ISMG Security Report. Our theme is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Eric Chabro. Catch you next time.